the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 11th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 11, 1993, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled that people who commit hate crimes motivated by bigotry may be sentenced to extra punishment. I wonder how they would go about judging what's in their heart, the motivation, so they could call it bigotry and sentence them to extra punishment. The Bible says we don't even know our own heart, even God. Only God knows the heart of man. Today in 1770, Captain James Cook, commander of the British ship Endeavour, he quote-unquote discovered the Great Barrier Reef off Australia. You know, sometimes we say, oh, I just ran into somebody that I hadn't seen for a long time, or I just ran into this little fact. Well, James Cook actually did run into this fact that the Great Barrier Reef existed. He actually ran into it with his ship. That's how he discovered it. Today in 1947, the government announced the end of sugar rationing for households and institutional users. That would have been restaurants, hotels, etc. As of midnight tonight, 1947, you could get sugar again. Today in 1962, three prisoners at Alcatraz in San Francisco Bay, you know that island out there, <clears throat> they, uh, they staged an escape. They left the island on a makeshift raft, and to this day, they were never found or heard from again. There was a movie made about that, probably a book or two written about it as well. But nonetheless, that happened today in 1962. Today in 1985, Karen Ann Quinlan, you might remember her. She was comatose, a patient. She uh, had a, uh, her case prompted a historic right-to-life court decision, whether or not to pull the cord on her. It became a national conversation at that time. I remember it well. I was on television then. In fact, I had a doctor on my television program. I, I interviewed him who had been attending to Karen Ann Quinlan. A lot being said in those days. Anyway, that happened today in 1985. She actually died in Morris Plains, New Jersey. She was 31 years old at her death. Today in 2001, Timothy McVeigh, he was executed by injection at a federal prison in Terre Haute, Indiana for He's the guy that uh, put the, that truck full of explosives in Oklahoma City by that uh, federal building in 1995, killed 168 people. Today in 2009, with swine flu reported in more than 70 nations, the World Health Organization declared the first global flu pandemic in 41 years. And finally, let me share this with you. It's important that you get this because I'm going to come back to it in a moment. But one year ago today, this is from Associated Press this morning, just a few hours ago, they published one year ago today, 
Army General Mark Milley, the nation's top military officer, said he'd been wrong to walk in uniform with President Donald Trump past protesters who'd been cleared from Lafayette Park for a photo op outside a church. Now, just hold that thought. Keep that in mind. Back on June 1, 2020, that would be one year and 10 days ago as we speak, when the middle of, it was right in the middle of the season of the Black Lives Matter riots, President Trump delivered this speech on law and order from the White House. Then he walked across the street to St. John's Episcopal Church for a photo op. He stood in front of the church, historic church that had been damaged the night before. He stood in front of that church holding a Bible. We were told at that time, law enforcement cleared a path for Trump and a small group of White House officials. Hysteria followed that. You may remember the hysteria. I mean, people went berserk because they hated Trump. And the media led the way. Some in the media even told us that, quote, Trump had personally gassed citizens who were protesting peacefully. Now, a year and 10 days later, the U.S. Department of the Interior is reporting on their investigation. that actually came out a couple of days ago. On their investigation of the matter of the church by the White House. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about the church by the White House. And this is more about the way the far-left media complex manipulates and lies to the American people and the American public than it is about Donald Trump. So hold that thought. I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. Remember, I talked a little bit about a teacher yesterday on the program, and I actually did a commentary. Those of you who listen to this program on ACN radio stations, you hear my commentary. It's run throughout the day on the station. And I do this one-minute commentary that we get a lot of comments on. A lot of people hear it and listen to it and, and even write me notes or emails or whatever and say, hey, thanks, I catch your commentaries. Well, I did a commentary on a Virginia school teacher named Tanner Cross, and um, he went to a school board meeting and objected to this whole transgender thing in the classroom. They're just forcing this, I mean, force feeding it into our children, into our education system. They've already seized control of ed- public education. I mean, they really have. And all of this stuff about boys and girls locker rooms and all of this, it's insanity. Absolute insanity. And anybody with a 50 IQ would know that. And I know the left knows it, but they don't care. They're obsessed. They're so obsessed with their with their agenda that they can't even see, they can't even discern between light and dark, right and wrong. They just can't. They're obsessed. They're possessed by it in many cases, I think. But anyway, I talked to you about this Tanner Cross, and he went to this school board meeting. It was a public meeting. There were a lot of parents there, and they were all concerned about it. And he told the school board, as a teacher, at this nighttime meeting for the community, he said, man, I can't teach this stuff. He said, I'm a Christian, and I believe this is a lie, and I can't. I love my students, and I love your kids and all of these kids. And he said, I can't teach them this, and, and I'm not going to. So he said, please don't put these policies in place to the school board. Well, they fired him. Any dissent on anything to do with the LGBTQ community 
and their advancement. I mean, boy, they've got their second win now. I mean, they've got cereal boxes and everything behind them. So this, I mean, they just fired him. I mean, they suspended him, that which would lead to the firing. They have to go through a couple of steps. So anyway, he, uh, uh, ADF, I think it was, one of the legal uh, Christian legal law firms representative, re- representative, and a judge said, hey, he, this guy, just because he's a teacher doesn't mean he doesn't have First Amendment rights. So that was in Virginia, and most of you listening to this program, I'm well aware we're not on in Virginia, except online, and we do hear from people around the country uh, who listen online, and thank you for that. But now we're finding out, this morning, or yesterday we're learning, that two Christian educators in Oregon have been suspended, (laughs) as they say. And they have filed a federal lawsuit after their district put them on leave for disagreeing with the pro-transgender locker room pronoun policies and all of that. Same nonsense. Same thing. But in Oregon this time. In Grants Pass, Oregon. North Middle School in Grants Pass, Oregon. This Rachel uh, Damiano, I think is the way you pronounce her name, at at the North Middle School. She's the assistant uh, principal. And Katie Metart teaches science there. They're both Christians. They're deeply committed Christians, biblical Christians. And the district adopted this gender identity. It's the same thing. It's just it's just epidemic across the country. And these two teachers, and the one is an assistant principal and a teacher, but um, they put up a website, and the website was, um, a, in their words, a reasonable, loving, and tolerant solution to this impasse because there are teachers in the school, not just these two, but others who don't want to teach this stuff. I mean, because for the same reasons that I've said. So uh, they put up this website as individuals. Wasn't attacking anyone, just like Tanner Cross wasn't attacking anyone. He just said, hey, man, I don't believe this stuff. And most of America don't believe it either. I mean, we know kids go through difficult times. And yes, there may be children that have gender dysphoria, particularly in the environment where they're being hammered with it all the time. They probably never heard of it till they were taught that in public education, for the most part, and entertainment. But anyway, there are kids that have issues. But the, the answer to the issue is not to restructure the culture of America so that these kids can run in and out. I mean, can you imagine a gang of teenage boys saying, hey, man, if we go to school today and tell them we're girls, we get to go in the girls' locker room. I mean, honest, that's where we are in America today. It's bizarre. And parents know it. So anyway, they took this stand. So now they were suspended because they had a website that objected to this. And they were simply objecting. They were even offering a reasonable, loving, and tolerant solution to it. And I don't have time to go into that today, but only to say that now we have this happening here in the Northwest, and it has happened before across the Northwest and in Washington State as well. So we'll keep you posted on all of this as we move along uh, day by day. Got this email yesterday. It says, Dear Gary, thank you for talking about Rona McDaniel's tweet. I talked about that at length yesterday. She's the um, chairwoman of the, uh, of the RNC, the Republican National Committee. Thank you for talking about Ronna McDaniel's tweet. 
It's good to know that I am not alone in my feelings. When I first saw it, I felt sick and then became more disappointed and disheartened as the day went on. As a board member of the Washington Federation of Republican Women that works alongside the RNC, I just wanted to quit. I know that's not the answer. I'm seeking God's will and focusing on the good things. However, it's difficult as there are many Republicans who support gay rights and many are my friends. I hope that you will keep talking about these things and with God's word and what God's word says. Standing for what is right takes courage and support. Thank you, Gary. God bless you. Now, um, it does take a little courage because for some reason, while everybody kind of knows that this is all bizarre, they don't want to talk about it. Probably because of the consequences, but also just the shaming socially. There are people who claim to live according to God's word. They believe the Bible. They have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they say, they claim. And I I wouldn't question that. I can't question their heart or their relationship with God. But I will tell you, there is something very, very wrong with all of this. It is satanic. And I don't know why people are blinded to the truth when it's so obvious. But it's out there. And I will keep talking about it. Because I have kids and grandkids, and most of you listening probably do as well. And even if you don't, you care about kids because they're the next generation, even if they're not our own. I mean, it matters. And I don't know how we have gotten so far from reality and so far from biblical truth, except to say that the Bible says repeatedly, like John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. The Bible, and John in particular, he quotes Jesus quite a bit, and he talks a lot about this spirit of truth that's coming. He's talking about the Holy Spirit that comes to the believer. And he's talking about how that we, not in a prideful way, but just in an honest way, the believer is enlightened by the word of God, by the spirit of truth. John 14, 17, and the New King James says this, and I normally read from the King James, but in the New King James, it says, that is the spirit of truth. John 14, 17, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. So the Holy Spirit dwells within the believer. We understand that if we've been a Christian a while and studied our Bible. We get that. What is concerning today in today's culture is that the Bible takes such a clear position on human sexuality. And people who claim to be Christians, who claim to have that spirit of truth living within them, the Holy Spirit, can look at the culture and say, well, you know, yeah, that's okay. If two boys love each other, you know, God is love. They can just do whatever they want to do. If the boys, if they're, if they identify as a girl, I don't care if they go into the girl's locker room. Well, you should care because God cares. God did not create his human order that way. Unless you believe we evolved from some slime pit somewhere, and that's basically what Darwinism teaches. I mean, even the left doesn't believe Darwin anymore much. It's so full of holes and so embarrassing. 
But I will tell you, I don't know how Christians get to where they are. And it's manifest in their conversations on social media and in the way they vote. So I will keep talking about this and other issues as God gives me the opportunity to do so and you give me the opportunity to do so. This person that wrote this that I just shared with you, this note, she supports this ministry regularly. And many of you do as well. And I want to thank you for it because, boy, we need your support right now and prayerfully as well. But I want to thank you for your financial support. These are these are challenging times. I mean, these are times that we need the spirit of truth. And God's word is the spirit of truth. I'm not the spirit of truth, but God's word is. And I want to come here every day and talk to you about what God says in the context of what's going on in the culture. So I will continue, as this note said, stand uh, for what is right, takes courage and support. Thank you. God bless you. Well, we'll keep standing as long as you'll stand with me. So thank you. If you've been listening to this program and you agree with what I've just said and what we try to do on this program and you haven't been supporting us financially, I need you. I need you to stand with me. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Let's go back to this man, this highest military <clears throat> military guy who a year ago felt it you know, necessary to kind of apologize for walking with the President of the United States from the White House to the little church by the White House. In case you've forgotten, let me quote just what some of America's leaders said. They were just irate. They were just beyond, be, beside themselves over this. The media complex was loving it because they're far left and they certainly hate Trump. I mean, that's pretty well known. Jake Tapper on CNN, he showed a feature on his Chiron. That's those words across the bottom of your TV screen. At the bottom of the screen that said, peaceful protesters tear gassed for Trump church photo op. That was pretty much the message around the world. I mean, it was not only in America, but it was everywhere. This president, this guy is next to Hitler because he he was out there gassing these kids who were trying to stand up for their rights and for America and freedom and all of that. Elizabeth Warren said, I'm quoting these. These are their words. Elizabeth Warren said, this was a year ago, the president of the United States tear gassed peaceful protesters. Joe Biden, now President Joe Biden, but then... Joe Biden, he said he's using the American military against the American people. Hillary Clinton said tonight the president of the United States used the American military to shoot peaceful protesters with rubber bullets and to tear gas them. Kamala Harris, (laughs) we all know who she is. I don't know if she knows who she is, but we do. Kamala Harris said Donald Trump just tear gassed peaceful protesters for a photo op. CNN's Oliver Darcy broke into regular broadcasting, said peaceful protesters just had rubber bullets and tear gas shot at them so the president could have a photo op. Former President Barack Obama even carried this narrative uh, some days later in his eulogy at the funeral of this congressman and civil rights leader, John Lewis. He couldn't even restrain himself at a funeral. He used it for a political speech, and he just damned President Trump for using the military to create a photo op for him. Nancy Pelosi was a little more clever. 
She said, she told MSNBC, and again, I'm quoting, these are verbatim words from these people. Pelosi said, maybe they didn't have tear gas. I don't know. She knew they didn't. But she said, but they had the elements of it. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Does she think they were sitting out on the street, like manufacturing tear gas in their little beer cans? I don't mean, I don't know what she meant by that, but that's what she said. There are volumes of more statements like this, I mean, from the far left and the media, but all of this is to suggest that the violence was carried out on Trump's behalf. I don't think anybody thought Trump had a gun shooting, you know, gas, those cans of tear gas or whatever. Maybe they did think that. But they wanted to create an environment, and they did, where everybody could see in their minds that weren't discerning, could see in their minds that the president of the United States used the military to clear these peaceful protesters out that maybe I don't agree with them, but they have a right. This is America. Well, now we're told what really happened. The inspector general of the United States Department of the Interior released a report Wednesday, day before yesterday, which completely exonerates President Trump from the false claims that he used tear gas to clear peaceful protesters, whether he did it himself or whether he ordered it done. They said it didn't happen. This is the Inspector General of the U.S. Department of the Interior. They said he didn't do that for a Bible law. Yes, he walked across the street to the church, and he stood in front of it, and he held up a Bible, and a whole bunch of people took pictures of of it, and and the pictures went all over the place, around the world, and people mocked him that don't like him. But Trump did deliver a speech at the White House, and he did denounce nationwide riots. Then he did, in fact, walk from the White House to the church, which rioters had partially burned the night before. And yes, he held up a Bible. And yes, reporters took pictures of him doing so. What I didn't quote a few moments ago was that Patriot Joe Biden also said that and mocked him several times. He said this, that the president, Trump, was holding the Bible upside down. Well, in fact, he was not holding the Bible upside down. Joe Biden needs to look at a Bible a little more often. You can see it in the photo because those little ribbons in some of the older style Bibles, some of the new published ones as well, where you can mark places in there, you know, those little strings. They always run from the top to the bottom of the Bible. They don't run upward. They run downward. And the little ribbons are sticking out of the bottom of the Bible. I mean, a fourth grader, but anyway. Whether this was a wise thing for Trump to do or not, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I would never be president, but I, I'm not sure I would have probably done that in that environment. But he did, and he is who he is. But all of this was created, this this environment of, of how could he do this? But he didn't do any of it. And like I said, this isn't really about Trump. Just put Trump aside, except he was the, the player here. I mean, he was the, you know, the the main character in the cast. But long after the event, now President Biden has continued. Even recently, he went back to that article or that that event and he said, did you notice that President Donald Trump was holding the Bible upside down? Suggesting, and the press just ran with this. I read it in a dozen places yesterday. I didn't have to look for it. It was just there. It's important that Biden state statement was found to be untrue because he repeated the lie again and again and again. And he has now attached that in statements made recently, just before he took off on this trip. He was saying that that again about 
Trump and the tear gas and these poor American people were denied their rights to peacefully protest and all that nonsense. He's now attaching that to these January 6th, the riot at the Capitol, where after Trump gave that speech. Well, this report from the government affirms exactly what then Attorney General William Barr told CBS last year. The rioters were not peaceful. They had injured dozens of officers. I'm quoting Attorney General Barr talking to CBS last year. He said they had injured dozens of officers in the two days leading up to the operation to clear the area. He said the park police had independently decided to expand fences, establishing a White House perimeter by one city block, using pepper balls to clear those who were resisting their putting up this fence. That's what Attorney General Barr said one year ago to CBS. It's on the record. The report comes out day before yesterday from the government, a year later. We did not, and I'm quoting from the report. I wrote an article on this today, and if you want to read the whole report, I mean, you can. I, I sourced it. I put a link to it. You can read it at faithandfreedom.us, our website. Um, you can also contribute there if you'd like. Uh, the report says, quote, we did not obtain evidence suggesting that the USPP cleared, uh, the police cleared Lafayette Park so the president could visit St. John's Church. Instead, we found that by approximately 10 a.m. on June 1, the USPP had already begun developing a plan to clear protesters from the area to enable the contractor to safely install the anti-scale fence. We found no evidence establishing that the USPP knew of any potential movement by the president through Lafayette Park until hours later. That's the story, but we don't get that. In my article today, I talk about a book that's out there. It's written by, it's written by a guy who is the editor-in-chief of Breitbart News. He, he's brilliant. His name is Alex Marlowe, and the book is, is on the New York Times bestseller list now. The book is, is about this very subject, about how the media manipulates uh, the public with the way they write stories, not just the stories they write, but the way they write them. He says a lot better than I can. I mean, I'm not the editor-in-chief of anything except my own column that I write every day. But he said, and he's been in the media his, his whole life. He's, he's pretty well respected. He, a lot of people disagree with his politics. He's a conservative. But in, the, in this book, which is now a, a bestseller, he talks about the ways that the media manipulates and some of the things that he covers in there he talks about he said within a given article information that confirms the paper's preferred narrative he puts this on the newspaper but applies to tv or it applies to uh like radio uh newscasting i mean it's just news in general but he 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 focuses on a newspaper but he said within a given article information that confirms the paper's preferred narrative is to be featured at the top of the article, ideally in the first sentence. Within a given article, information that rebuts a preferred narrative or confirms an undesirable narrative is to appear deep in the article or not at all. An article's hero, he says, should be anyone who advances the causes of globalism, wokeness, uh, skepticism of America and its values, and or political leftism. And that's the tone of his story, and that's uh, or of his art of his book and i've included a lot of what he says in the book in that article so i would encourage you if you're interested to read it but do not be deceived and there is deception we're drowning in deception in our culture today 
And that's why we, each day on this program, we try to address the issues where people are, where I feel people are most deceived on a regular basis. I'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend.